Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. My name is David Birnbaum. I'm here with Abdullah Barakat and we're going to take a peek behind the mask. Uh, I appreciate you, you coming on. Of course, anytime. Um, so we, we know each other through University of Waterloo, same as Ben last week. And I, I do want to kind of, I guess, start by getting to know, I have this real belief that toxic masculinity is a problem and, and, and I see how it's influenced my life. And I'd like to hear um, like your experiences with the, the, the ideas of masculinity that we have in, in society, let's say. So the thing with that is with the toxic masculinity is a lot of men or a lot of guys feel that, oh, showing any sort of emotion or weakness shows that you're not a man. And that's mm. really the farthest from the truth. It's being able to be open with yourself and open with others shows more strength than keeping it inside and trying to put on some sort of facade. And I think mental health wise, keeping up that sort of mentality of, oh, I'm a man, I can handle it. I'll just suck it up. Doesn't really do much for you or anyone around you. Whereas yeah, we all need help sometimes. And having just that sort of mindset of, oh, I'm a man, I don't need anyone's help. That's the sort of stuff that doesn't really foster a positive atmosphere for anybody, really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I do contrast that, though. Like, I, I agree. But then in my experience in university, there were times where it, it did feel like I, I needed to man up, right? Like, where I needed to kind of... And I don't know why I, I felt that need. Um, so, and I'm sure it, I do think it detrimented me when I when I did have that. So, did you have experiences like that where you felt you couldn't or shouldn't show your emotion? Because really, I I feel like I was kind of emotionally emotionally stunted for quite a while, personally. I, I feel like it's all about the perspective you take to it. So it's like manning up doesn't necessarily mean like doing it all on your own and shutting everyone off it just means not giving up on yourself it's like a lot of times when we're in a tough situation it's very easy to just push it onto somebody else whereas manning up more or less just means taking responsibility for whatever it is that you have to do and really just seeking help when you need to it's like obviously a lot of times a person's pride comes into it and it's like, nah, I don't want to bother anybody or nah, I don't need anybody's help. Yeah. Um, but I guess for me, I have had those times where I'm like, well, it's my problem. No one's going to really solve it for me. So I got to yeah. just man up and do it. But at the same time, I've noticed that when I did do those things versus when I went and I actually asked somebody just taking 10, 15 minutes out of somebody's time just to help me with something or just help me figure things out, even if just somebody to listen to me rant for a little bit, yeah. helped me at least collect my thoughts a bit better and yeah. actually get it done versus just shutting everybody out. So Yeah, well, and I can definitely appreciate that. And that's kind of what this is serving <laughs> for as well, right? Like as much as I see value in sharing this stuff, I, I just really appreciate it. It's like coercing peers and friends <laughs> to talk to me and, and help feel with me because I, I feel like I do need sort of a protective layer still. I have a really hard time being vulnerable um, about anything, but it's still at least helpful for me to like intellect intellectually talk about things, even if I'm not feeling it at the moment. Um, but it, yeah, but there's also a balance. It's like, what is that balance between, you know, I have to just handle it on my own versus I can reach out and I can... Every like I, I'm very lucky. I have people who who always, you know, there are often people who offer, you know, for them to be a, an ear for me to talk to or, or like they'll listen to me. 
but it doesn't really feel I don't know I don't know what's ingrained in me that it feels fake and it doesn't feel like it'll help me maybe it's just result of what society has been for the past hundred years where it's like dating back to like the early 1900s where it's like oh the like all the men are going to war and it's like man's man's defending him depending defending his country defending his family and all that so it's always just that sort of mindset just kept on getting passed down generation to generation so it's people or men wanting to you know stand like oh i don't need anybody else i can fight for myself but it's uh lost my train of thought yeah no worries <laughs> Yeah, it is. I, I mean, it's definitely, it used to be like men weren't even supposed to go complain about physical injuries, right? Like, you know, rub some dirt in it. Like, you don't need to see a doctor or whatever. And now, yeah, like, it's definitely around, around feelings and that mentality mm -hmm. as well. And I think you see, it does get, it does change each generation, right? Like, it kind of, I do think it gets better over time. Um, but there is something to be said, I still think, like, I don't know, I still, I don't know how much I have it anymore, but I had a lot of aggression, right? And so there's some people who feel that this male aggression is, is inherent. Men have more testosterone, they're more aggressive beings. But then also it's like, well, I, part of it was definitely like pent up emotion. I didn't know how to express my emotion generally. So I'd explode and want to fight or, or, or that kind of thing. And it's like, it's interesting for me to try and figure out what that balance is in myself. I'd say it's, uh, <clears throat> it also just ultimately does rely on the different fatherly figures we have in our life growing up because mm -hmm. sometimes parents aren't necessarily as open with, with their kids, especially the guys to have them talk about their emotions and yeah. talk about that. So guys just tend to keep it bottled in. And like you said, it gets to a point where it just keeps on getting, builds up and builds up and you have just a lot of pent up anger that you just let out all at once because you don't know how to handle it or deal yeah. with it. And that's why there's always that aggressive, like the aggressive, the macho mentality where it's like guys just get angry because of the testosterone and they start blaming it on biological reasons. And while they do have a part to play in it, it's just not ever really learning how to cope with it it's uh, yeah so it's like for and, example and maybe may, sorry to cut you off maybe you know, it is a little harder for men because of some hormonal things but mm -hmm. like there are there are male monks who who can manage themselves and don't get pent up in that kind of stuff right so like it's definitely maybe it's a little harder but that doesn't mean it's not doable or or worthwhile i want to ask your opinion on something yeah would you say that the introduction of things like social media and all that have helped a lot of different guys open up. And the reason why I asked that is because before the advent of social media, people used to talk uh, among their friend groups. And that's sort of like when you're in, you have that sort of like that herd mentality. It's like, oh, when you're in this sort of friend group, you won't really talk about your friends because you're just with a bunch of people that like to play sports or whatever. Versus yeah. with social media, you see a wide variety of people and you can see so many different groups and so many different sort of things out there where a lot of people are will like a person will express an opinion and then somebody will be like oh i guess i'm not the only one that feels that way i've never said it yeah. to anybody but this person knows what i'm talking about and the more and more they look into it the more and more their feelings actually get validated and so they have a bit more confidence to actually speak it and yeah. be a bit more open with their feelings do you I, think that has an impact i i definitely think so and i hope so and that's kind of what i'm hoping to accomplish as well because i mm -hmm. think that is what that is the good side of social media and the internet is spreading those vulnerabilities and that sort of ability. 
Um, but I don't think it's largely used for that. I think those, no. that, that sort of thing gets drowned out. But I think, I think that conversation and, and, and information, like personal information just does that generally. Um, you know, one of the most impactful books for me was Eat, Pray, Love. And so that is, you know, a, a woman in her 30s just sharing her honest experience uh, with, with the world uh, about her depression, her anxiety and, and her struggles. And uh, like that was just un like that really changed my life because she was experiencing the same things I was and she was talking about it so raw and, and so real. And that's one of the things that I'm hoping to be able to do. I want to be able to. Uh, and I think it's important for men because I know a lot of men won't, wouldn't be open to the idea of associating themselves with a female. There's, there's still just, there seems to be this, this gap there. And so I'm hoping that I can leverage uh, media and social media and stuff to, to share my vulnerability and my struggles because I know I'm not alone. And I, and I've been inspired by, um, you know, some, some musical artists in particular that that talk about anxieties and that kind of stuff and they say that you know as much as their music resonates with anyone listening to it they have that times a thousand because they see all of these people feeling the same way they feel mm -hmm. and it's like a, a reflection and when they're performing and stuff like um so i think i think all forms of of, of expression really um play that role and so I don't social media in particular I don't know how well it's doing that right now but I think it depends on your circles I guess still no that's fair because the, the reason why I asked that is because I know um, that I have a lot of different people on social media and I know whenever I've shared an opinion or even just whenever I for example opened up about mental health struggles or opened up about something that has happened to me I've had I've gotten a lot of responses where it's like oh I I'm glad, like, I'm sorry that you're going through that, but I'm glad to hear that I'm not alone in this. And that just yeah. kind of encouraged more people to want to yeah. pursue pursue different things or speak out or I, reach out and all that. So Yeah, I'm happy to hear that. I do think it's, for me, I've, I kind of, you know, it actually is a bit of a struggle because sometimes I don't get that, right? Mm -hmm. I share myself very raw and no one cares, right? And no one responds. And so I think a lot of people might have that experience as well. And, and there is this, so like people even feel bad if they share a photo of their puppy and they don't get likes, right? Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, if I'm, if I'm thinking these are my friends on the internet, um, but I reach out to them in some way, you know, and, and it's also, you know, maybe the first few times I did it, people responded, but now I've done it 15 times and they're sick of it. They don't need this, right? Like, you know, and, it, and it's, so I think it's a it's a double-edged sword like anything, mm -hmm. right? Like I think it can be good, but for a lot of people it might not be. Um, and it's kind of, yeah, I, I think, I mean, ultimately what I'm trying to wrap my head around and, you know, when I'm in, when I'm in the right headspace, I do believe it. It's like you have to help yourself, right? Like, it, mm -hmm. and, and it's good to have outlets. Um, and, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't really know, but it does like, I do think like I'm trying to get into a habit of posting and maybe my, I just post like an absurd amount of things generally. Um, and, and so maybe people, maybe people are just not paying attention to my feed anymore, which is totally valid.
but I'm trying to get into a habit of posting almost daily like a, an honest 10 minute video journal because um, it's just another way for me to be true to myself and, and, and that kind of stuff and people aren't really like people aren't liking it or commenting or whatever so it's like does anyone care what my experience is and but balancing that with uh, it I have to care and it doesn't matter if anyone else does I guess that's very fair and again it's it's all relative different people will take it in different ways my, I guess my main approach behind the question that I was asking was that it's like yes in a lot of cases it might fall on deaf ears sometimes it is the law of diminishing returns where there's so many things happening that you don't really retain all of it but uh, it's like I've noticed that even if like one person gets impacted that's like one person who could then go on to impact other people yeah. I know it's like a more yeah. I guess, altruistic way of thinking about it but um, yeah. But I think yeah. that I think the most important thing is this is real human connection. And I think that's largely lost through social media mm -hmm. and, and the pace of social media. And that's why I'm taking this kind of approach. Right. I want I want someone who's willing to dedicate a half hour to talking to me or to listening to a conversation like this, because I think and that's why I also think video whenever I can is an important format because it's about seeing the reality of people. It's very easy to forget the person you're tweeting at is a real human. Um, mm -hmm. and I think that is just so much more impactful in terms of like, even if I'm like texting someone back and forth, that's very different than me being able to see them or hear their voice and that kind of thing. Um, so, so I, I, I don't, I, I don't think social media as it currently exists is the right answer for this kind of stuff, but I think it's, uh, I think it's on the, on the right track. Um, and I think generally you're right. It's. You, people used to have to struggle completely alone. Um, mm -hmm. And at least now, uh, they don't necessarily have to. Very fair. Yeah. How, how, how has your experience been? Like, what, with, with this idea of, you know, being, have you always been kind of more open with your feelings and, and able to, you know, express them to yourself and to others? Or, or what's kind of, because I've been, this is all very new to me and I, mm -hmm. and I struggle and I'm trying to kind of find a balance of forcing myself to do it while still being real. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, how has it been in your past? <clears throat> I guess for me, I grew up in a bit more of a traditional household in the sense that my parents weren't necessarily the most progressively minded people. They weren't very open-minded towards things. So with that, it wasn't always the easiest. Um, for example, like for a lot of like a lot of my life I grew up really enjoying romantic comedies and that was just something that I enjoyed watching but a lot of my friends who were guys liked action movies or whatever yeah. it was and so for me that was something where I was like oh I guess I can't really relate to you that much in this so mm -hmm. just relating to people as a whole I has been a struggle especially with that sort of mentality of of my upbringing and all that but it's also like talking about feelings I never really that wasn't ever really a thing until I started university where I was in an atmosphere where that sort of thing was a bit more open. Obviously it's not as good as it can be, but yeah. I just know that I just, I guess was inspired by all of the people around me, guys and girls just sharing their feelings or telling, or just me being able to relate to people and just be being able to struggle like I did and still being able to make it through. Like, mm. yes, did I have help along the way? Absolutely. But, I didn't have to do it on my own and with that I was able to become more comfortable in speaking to the people around me because they had yeah. in one way or another helped me 
through that struggle. Yeah. And so I'd say, yeah, just on the overall topic of masculinity, it's like, yes, I didn't, I wasn't necessarily the most open growing up, but I was put in situations where I felt like I can be open with people. And I felt like that gave me more strength and didn't necessarily, like, I was stronger for being able to be open as opposed to the masculine mentality of, oh no, I have to keep it to myself and I'm going to make it through. I'm going to man up and I'll be stronger for it. No, I was stronger because I got the help and it got me on the right path. That's good to hear. Um, did you find that you had that opportunity with men and women, like for your ability to share? Because um, like mine was tended to skew towards females and and when I had males I could or I wanted to rely on or I could rely on it was externally labeled as like oh it's a bromance like it was kind of made fun of if I had a close male friend type thing mm -hmm. so I'm interested to hear if like what was your experience like for me it was surprisingly mostly men okay. I I never really had I guess a female best friend so I never yeah. really had that sort of person to share my feelings with as much but I noticed that a lot of the guys in my life were a lot more supportive and a lot more open in that way which again you wouldn't think so but and yeah. now that I think about it it is interesting to say but yeah, yeah no it was mostly men in my life that helped me get through it okay well that's uh, it, that does take me by surprise and so you know then some people say that there some people say that this isn't a problem and, and so what was what like having that group of men that you could talk to um what was that like because uh, you know i that is kind of foreign to me and and it kind of it it partially disproves that this is a problem if you had you know if you happen to have you didn't have to go searching you happen to have these people who you could talk to um so like yeah that i i don't really it's that's foreign to me but it kind of maybe says well it definitely isn't maybe as bad a problem as my experience was with it um yeah i would say it again it's all relative and everybody yeah. has their has different dynamics and social different different social dynamics with people in my case it was a matter of i was very involved in the engineering society and there were a lot of people that were as well and i got to spend a lot more time with them and as i spent more time with them i just became more comfortable and in I had a point of vulnerability where I just needed to talk to somebody and one of my close male friends was there and I'm like, can I have a minute of your time? And he heard me out. And from there, it was, I guess, I showed them my vulnerable side. So in turn, they showed me theirs, I guess. That just speaks more to the fact that we all have our insecurities in one way or yeah. another. And sometimes people aren't as comfortable talking about them until somebody else reaches out first and shows that they're yeah. vulnerable. And then with that, you might want to comfort them by showing them that they're not alone yeah. through this. So you show your vulnerabilities and your insecurities. And yeah. from there, it just becomes very natural and very comfortable around each other. And it's like, okay, now I don't have to really, you know, put on a smile all the time. I don't have to go through imposter syndrome and try to be yeah. who I'm not around this person because I can just be open. Yeah. And in my case, it just worked out that, that it was all guys and sure no they weren't necessarily the most open at first like they never really shared their feelings with me before we started to get closer but as we yeah. got closer it just became a very common thing yeah well like to be honest i'm getting a little choked up thinking about it because like right now i'm struggling and it and i uh, and i want to be able to share with with and you know part of i'm i'm trying to figure out if if this this show and and 
all of what I'm doing is just me trying to be able to do that, right? Because um, it, it, it really feels, for, for some reason, it feels like I don't have that, even though people would tell me otherwise, right? People would claim otherwise. And so I don't really know how to do that. And, and so, like, I appreciate you being open w about that. Mm -hmm. And, like, I, 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 want, to, I want to respond and I, I want to be open about what's actually bothering me, but it still seems tough. But it's interesting that you point that out. Um, like in my, in, I did a three week mental health program at North York General Hospital and it, they did group therapy. And, and the way it worked is it was kind of a rolling, no, you didn't all start together. It, like each day a few people started. And so when you were in the group therapy, there were some people who were veterans, let's say they'd been there two weeks or whatever. And so they'd always be more willing to share. And so they're like, it's, it's, there are all already people being vulnerable there. So it makes it so much easier um, to start, right? Cause you, you're kind of terrified at the, at the, at the beginning. Um, but when you see other people trusting you inherently, because you're there and they're sharing their, their deep self with, with you, it, it, it does add this layer of comfort, but it seems like a lot of the time there's this, this like extra hurdle, I guess. When you were doing that program, did you find that after like that you were kind of contained within a bubble and after you left, it's like you were comfortable and were able to do that there. But when you left, you still struggled to do that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like and, and I mean, one of the main things there is they try and prepare like three weeks isn't a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. They try and prepare you to enter back out. So it was kind of for for me personally, it was um I had, I had spent like a year and a half almost in isolation, basically, um, trying to figure out what was going on with myself, who I was, like I really questioned my entire everything. Um, and then now I'm trying to basically re-enter the world. <laughs> and it's, it's very difficult for me because I'm falling into old habits um, and, it, and it's very just anxiety inducing and things like that. And so it was kind of like a good bridge. It was like a perfect safe bubble for me to interact with other humans because mm -hmm. I'd been kind of isolated. So the timing worked out really well for me. But for me, it's like that world can exist, right? It was, I was in a room with 30 strangers. We all just knew each other. We were all struggling and vulnerable and that was okay. And, and we could all be honest with each other. And like that, if that can exist with 30 strangers, how can that not exist in my life generally? How can that not exist more broadly? Right. Um, so, and I mean, that's kind of, it's an, it's a big piece of inspiration. Um, and, and I mean, there are people who have gone through far worse than I have, I'm sure. Um, but like that can happen and I got to experience that. So that's like, that's what I want to try and help create right within my circles and, and just just generally um, and, and they're like you know I don't know how much masculinity plays into any or all of it but I don't think that really matters right and like that's why the goal for this is to um, the goal for this podcast generally is to just start creating that actual same environment right like I want with, I, I, I'm struggling, I struggle to be vulnerable, so it's hard for me to really, like, 
I, I think it's just a matter of time, but I'm trying to find other people who want, who basically are open to being that with me publicly um, because that's what's needed and that, that's what it starts, right? Um, and, and I see the, the emptiness that exists in a lot of people's lives and social media is where they reach out to for meaning, for that comfort, because a lot of people are more isolated like me, whether whether I am actually or not, but they it feels that way, right? And and so, yeah, I don't remember the question, mm -hmm. but <laughs> but that's basically yeah. like, I'm I'm I I'm trying to bring that forward, and I'm struggling, uh, but I think it's important for me and for everyone. I know you had mentioned that you had you spent a lot of time just trying to understand the thoughts in your head and trying to figure out who you were in in this world. And for me, I noticed that um, where I struggled to show vulnerability and to reach out was when I couldn't understand why I felt the way that I did or why the thoughts in my head were the way that they were. And so mm -hmm. with that, it was just a lot of reflection, a lot of trying to figure out why I feel the way that I do and just trying to put it into words because the the beauty of having that sort of support system is they can sometimes help put things to words that you just don't understand and then that yeah. helps you feel so much better about it and so but even just to get to that point is tough so yeah. for me I just I spent a lot of time just trying to figure out why I felt the way that I did trying to put all the pieces together in my mind and then from there I was able to at least muster up the confidence to talk to somebody because at least I can tell them somewhat how I feel and hope that they'll, you know, extend an arm and see what I like, how much they'll actually be able to help. And in my case, it worked out. Obviously, I know relative to different people, somebody might have been in my exact position and still might not have gotten much out of it or felt comfortable or vulnerable. So it is just really dependent on your comfort level. So that is a tough one to go over. Mm. But I'd say just taking to the time to reflect and just sometimes it does hurt to reflect and just mm -hmm. you feel terrible just looking back on whatever has happened in your life and just thinking about it may brings you down but sometimes it's kind of like the necessary pain that you have to go through in order to get better you have to understand it in order to solve it yeah. as engineers we know you can't really solve a problem until you know the root cause and so yeah. that that's that's definitely key yeah and i mean i just yeah, I, I would agree. And I, I, I just see huge value in the idea of what therapy is. Like people kind of joke that therapy is just, uh, there was some comedian that said it's like a friendship hooker. And it's like you're paying someone to listen to your feelings and that kind of thing. And like it is to a, a, an extent, right? But it, it's also um, everyone's dealing with their own stuff. And I don't think I have any one friend that I would want to saddle with all of my stuff either, right? And it's more about allowing myself to kind of, to have that outlet. Like I, I used to rely on my sister very heavily and it was overwhelming for her, especially like I have, I don't know, I have quite a hyperactive brain, it seems. Um, and so just the sheer volume of things I think about is, is, exhausting for a lot of my peers right and so like i i i'll record you know 15 shows a week and i'm still having like i just that's just how much my brain is consistently generating about just whatever um 
Yeah. So, but I, I think I'm trying to establish, right? Like I say, I want to be like, especially with my show, The Safe Space, but this one as well. And generally it's like, I want to be what Oprah was, right? It was like, a, like there were shows that people could just come on and have a human experience with Oprah, right? And like, mm -hmm. and, and they were just sharing and people could connect with that. And, and she was so good at being there and being real with those people. And I think that's so important. Um, I think it's so important for, for me personally, but I also think there's people don't always have that ability in their own lives. And, and TV historically was that friend that people could hang out with and get what they need from. Um, and I think that that type of television was so important. And it's that doesn't translate to a, a one minute soundbite that gets tweeted and shared, right? Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, um, we're at the end of our half hour. Uh, so I appreciate uh, you coming on and, and chatting with me. Um, and I hope you'll you'll come on again sometime soon. Absolutely. I appreciate it. And thanks for everyone who is listening. I hope you enjoyed our little peek behind the mask. Cool. Thanks. How do you think that went? I think that went well. Um, I, I started to get a bit emotional and vulnerable. Oh, I apologize. Which, <laughs> no, it's, it's, I mean, that the goal is to be able to, you know, create that space and, and, and do that. So I actually really appreciate it. Um, and I appreciate you being able, willing to share and stuff as well. Of course.